The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. And present their comments. My apologies. Those speaking in favor will have 10 minutes. Those speaking in opposition will have three minutes. Following all comments from those who wish to speak in favor, we'll hear from those that wish to speak in opposition. Next, uh, any call-in comments will be aired for the board and the audience. Today, we'll do it a little bit differently. We'll have staff comments before uh, call-ins. After this, we'll close the public hearing. Once the public hearing is closed, the board will then conduct what is called a finding of fact, where the board states what they feel are the facts of the request. The board must approve the findings, findings of the fact. Therefore, the first vote you hear tonight is not a ruling on the application request, but the finding of fact. Then the board discusses the request in order to de determine a ruling. The board reserves the privilege to ask questions of persons who have already spoken, even though the public comment portion had been closed. Once discussion has ended, the board will move for a roll call, roll call vote on the application. A full board consists of six board members with four votes required to grant a non-use variance or a use variance. We have five board members, so uh, we have a quorum this evening. Uh, Mr. Lager, will you now read the first application into the record? An application for a variance from provisions of the zoning ordinance has been filed with the Zoning Board of Appeals by Nicole Williams, Urban Montessori Development Center, a daycare center, for 622 West Kalamazoo Avenue in the Residential Duplex District, RD19. The applicant is requesting a use variance from Chapter 4, Section 4.1 to authorize a daycare center on the residentially zoned property which would occupy the north half of the existing 14,000 square foot building. Please note that this request will not change the zoning, zoning classification of the property. This is a request for variance only regarding the item described above. Thank you so much. Will the applicant step up to the podium? We ask that you sign in and then speak your name slowly for us. My name is Nicole Williams. Thank you. Um, so I'm here today. Um, I represent Urban Montessori Development Center. Um, myself and my partners are looking to open up a daycare at the listed address 622 West Kalamazoo. Uh, right now, it's currently um, used for office space. 
Um, but back in 2011, it was used as a daycare center previously. So we were just hoping to have that switch back to that, that way we could utilize it. Um, nothing would be changed as far as parking, um, as far as uh, inside, it's already set up for a daycare center with the 14 classrooms and a indoor gymnasium. Um, we would utilize that as for uh, play areas for the children, as well as using the playscape too. Thank you. Other questions? Oh, are you finished? Yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, are there questions from the board? I just have uh, one question. At your peak occupancy, how many staff and um, uh, children do you expect? What's the maximum? Um, the place is able to hold 250 kids. We would like to have at least 100, 150 in right away. Okay, thank you. Um, once again, any other questions from the board? Hearing no questions, we thank you. You can have a seat. Mr. Eldridge, would you like to do? Sure, sure. I, staff comments now? So I will uh, just touch base and just uh, some background, especially for those in the audience and those uh, uh, viewing this tonight. Um, this, this particular structure was, was built as a church. The, the south or front portion of it at the corner of Kalamazoo and Greenwich is still used um, as a church. Uh, but it, what we're talking about is how the, the north portion of the structure is being used. And, um, in 2007, there was a special use permit approved for an organization called Reach and Teach Learning Center, and that's what the applicant was referring to. And they were in, in that uh, rear portion of the building for a couple of years, and then in 2011, a uh, use variance was granted to allow for a commercial office in that same space in the back of the building. Um, and during that period of time, basically from 2007 to around 2019, when the office use, um, the current office user moved out, um, you know, the, we didn't have any nuisance or enforcement problems with this non-residential use in this area. Um, the building, the back of the building is set up for classrooms. And uh, the one item that is um, being you know, that will be added is there is not an outdoor play area right now. So that will be added in, to, along the rear of the property where, the, where part of the parking lot uh, will be removed and a play area will be created. Um, other parking is available across the street. There's, there's a, uh, an existing parking lot um, that they'll be utilizing. So there is adequate parking for this type of use. Um, it definitely has an, a nice location. Greenwich would serve as a good side street for pickups and drop-offs. Um, you know, really the only other items of note um, are, are the, you know, the one uh, supportive uh, email that was received uh, from a Mr. Kevin Klein 
on uh, Eleanor Street. So, um, you know, with that being said, you know, the, the review criteria was looked at and this application does uh, meet all the review criteria and it's, it's viewed as not being any more intensive than prior non-residential uses already permitted for this space. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, would those wishing to speak in favor step to the podium? If you'll sign in and speak your name slowly for us. Miss Williams attended our um, monthly meeting on Tuesday and presented um, the Montessori school to the board. The board is in support of Miss Williams Montessori school and um, we hope that you'll give her her variance to do so. We also hope you'll put in a good word to resurface the Greenwich Street. That's all. Thank, Thank you. you. Are there others wishing to speak in favor of the application? Seeing none, are, those, are there any that would like to speak in opposition to the application? Seeing none, Mr. Eldridge, are there any call-in speakers? We have no call-ins at this time. Thank you. Does the board have any additional questions before we establish the finding of fact? No? Will there be a motion for the finding of fact? I move that the finding of facts for 622 West Kalamazoo Ave shall include all information included in the notice of public hearing dated December 28, 2022 and the agenda packet staff provided for this request. 97 notices of public hearing were sent and one response was received by a Kevin Klein of 708 Eleanor Street in support. Uh, Gary Mork, who is the chair of the Stewart Historic Association, uh, expressed support as well as support from the board uh, for this project. Um, in addition to all the things I've just mentioned, the finding of facts will also include the following. Uh, Nicole Williams um, presented um, that um, they're hoping to provide daycare at the site. Uh, there are 14 classrooms and indoor gymnasium. Uh, no changes to parking will, um, will occur. Um, at max, looking at around 250 children um, and hopeful to have 100 to 150 children um, right away. Um, as of, two, or, um, 
in 2011 and prior to that it was used as a daycare for uh, some time. After that it was used as a commercial office space. The only change will include uh, the addition of an outdoor play area um, which will remove part of the parking lot. Um, that, that is what I have. Thank you so much. Is there going to be a second of the finding of fact? I second. I thank you. All, all those in favor of accepting the finding of fact, please signify by saying aye. 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 And those opposed, the same. The motion for the finding of fact has passed. Will there be a motion regarding this application? I make a motion for the granting of a variance from provisions of the zoning ordinance. Um, to allow, to author, uh, from chapter four, section 4.1, to authorize a daycare center on the residentially zoned property, which would occupy the north half of the existing 14,000 square foot building. I thank you. You're going to second that? Second. Thanks. Um, now there's a discussion period. Do any of the board members have uh, comments in support or opposition uh, for the application? Uh, I'm going to be in favor of the granting of this variance. I think it meets all the uh, review criteria. Uh, I especially think since the both the neighborhood association and a, a neighbor from one of the residential units next to it has been in support. Uh, that strongly shows that this will be, you know, to the benefit of the neighborhood rather than cause any issues. It's also been used for commercial purposes for, you know, over 10 years. It seems like a great use and something that Kalamazoo needs more daycare spots. Anybody else? Very well. Mr. Eldridge, could I get a roll call vote for this motion? We'll start with Mr. Burdue. Yes. Logger. Yes. Carroll. Yes. Vanden Hamburg. Yes. Turpening. Yes. Your application has been approved. Good luck. Uh, Mr. Logger. Will you read the next application into the record? An application for a variance from provisions of the zoning ordinance has been filed with the Zoning Board of Appeals by Zoetis for 2605 East Kilgore Road in the Manufacturing General District, M2. The applicant is requesting a dimensional variance from Chapter 50-7.2 to allow 586 off-street parking spaces where 510 spaces is the maximum permitted for the, uh, for the industrial use. This increases the spaces by 76. 
Please note that this request will not change the zoning classification of the property. This is a request for variance only regarding the item described above. Thank you very much. Uh, real quick, Ms. Williams, I wanted to make sure you understood that your application was approved. Okay, most people don't hang around for the rest of the meeting. <laughs> you were kind of freaking me out. <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you for confirming that. Uh, will the applicant please step to the podium? You have 10 minutes. I need you to sign and speak your name slowly for us. Good evening, my name is Jeff Paulson with Hurley and Stewart. Mark Callahan with Soetis. Yeah, so as mentioned here, we're requesting a variance on the um, number of parking spaces here. Obviously, Zoetis has been growing here over the last few years. Um, with some infrastructure projects that have uh, been completed and are ongoing still. Um, the additional building hatched in yellow on this, um, this PDF that you see in front of you is the proposed building expansion which is being constructed currently. Um, so what Zoetis has seen is um, some ad additional employees associated with this new expansion and um, as you've seen in the past with um, some industrial uses with overlapping of um, ships and contractor usage as well um, that the, the zoning ordinance doesn't allow for enough parking to really operate um, the, the full use. So we're requesting it's approximately 15% um, overage on the allowable parking, which is the 76 spaces um, to accommodate the employees uh, for the first and second shift and when the shift change happens with the overlap and for some contractors that um, are are frequenting the property for, for equipment maintenance and processes and that type of thing. So um, we agree with the staff recommendation for approval and they're really just here to answer any questions that you have. Thank you. Are there questions of the applicant from the board? Thank you. Administrator Eldridge, would you provide staff comments? Yes, and some of this may be a little overlapping, but uh, 
you know, first of all, this this uh, Zoetis's facility here is a 41-acre site, uh, which has seen uh, continuous expansion over the last few years, and. Um, you know, based on the, the explanation um, provided by uh, the applicant and the uh, development activity going on out there, um, the, uh, the peak parking demand is, uh, is, is about to be upon them and they're trying to uh, plan ahead. Um, they have some staff that has been working from home uh, since uh, the COVID-19 pandemic set in that is returning to work. They are adding first and second shift um, employees. And they also have ongoing construction projects. So they need a certain amount of contractor parking on the site. Um, with the manufacturing processes, which was laid out in the staff report, they have overlapping shifts, which means the second shift has to arrive and be at the workstation before the first shift workers in the manufacturing areas can can depart so you have you have that uh you know that that is where that peak demand period comes in where you have both first and second shift workers on site at the same time in addition to the contractor vehicles um, so you know with with that being said um you know staff also looked at you know is there any alternatives um, there is no on-street parking on east kilgore road the adjacent sites are, are both developed and don't really lend to um, being able to provide overflow parking. So, um, you know, th those factors taken into account and the, you know, the limited overage they're asking for of 15%, um, you know, and, you know, staff was comfortable being supportive of it, especially the way they've laid it out, maintaining green, green strip buffers and um, you know, really, uh, you know, thoughtfully going through this, you know, even mentioning they don't want uh, their their employees parking in the landscaped areas, so they want to avoid that parking crunch uh, by making sure that they have enough uh, uh, enough paved spaces available. So that is the that is it for my comments. Thank you. Thank you. Could you remind the board the reason? or the spirit of the off-street parking ordinance? The off-street parking ordinance, um, we revised it. Oh, it's been almost four years now since the, the last iteration of it. But, the, but our off-street parking ordinance was changed to, you know, to not promote these excess seas of asphalt that, uh, that many uh, zoning ordinances are known for creating where the allowance required for parking is well above the peak demand for many businesses but but that's you know based on the formula that's what the developer or business owner you know has to build per the zoning ordinance so we have um, created a minimum parking standard and and tried very hard to look at all the different uses and what was you know what was the most appropriate way to calculate the maximum parking needs. Um, you know, however, you know, as this board has seen and as the community has seen, you know, there's you know there, there's not a one size that fits all. We had graphics packaging before this board um, over a year ago for a, a rather large uh, off-street parking variance. 
because of you know, their quantity of shift workers, contract workers, construction workers on site. Um, so it's, um, it, it's a work in progress, but yeah, but the intent is to, you know, to, to not overbuild parking, you know, to, to preserve green space and not overbuild parking. Thank you. Are there any questions of the administrator? Thank you. Uh, those wishing to speak in favor of the application applicant are welcome at the podium. Now those wishing to speak in opposition are welcome at the podium. Mr. Eldridge, are there any call-in comments? There are no, excuse me, no call-in comments at this time. I appreciate it. Does the board have any questions before we establish the finding of fact? Very well. Will there be a motion for a finding of fact? Uh, yes. I move that the finding of fact for 2605 East Kilgore shall include all information included in the notice of public hearing dated December 28, 2022, and the agenda packet staff provided. 13 notices of public hearing were sent and zero responses were received. A public hearing was held before this board. Uh, public comments were accepted, uh, as was the opportunity for additional documents or voice messages. Uh, Jeff Paulson of Hurley and Stewart and Mark Callahan of Zoetis uh, we're here on behalf of the applicant. Applicant uh, Zoetis' facility is a 41-acre site on East Kilgore. Uh, over the past several years, it's been growing. Currently, it has uh, ongoing infrastructure expansion projects. Uh, there's, there are additional employees that will be hired as a result of this expansion. Uh, and in addition to, it sounds like, return to work policies. Um, uh, because there are overlapping shifts, uh, peak parking occurs when first and second shift overlap. Uh, and during that time, there is a need for additional parking. The applicant is asking for an approximate 15% increase, or um, I think it was 76 extra parking spots. Um, there's, on East Kilgore, there's no on-street parking, and there are no nearby options for creating additional parking on uh, adjacent properties since the area is built out. Um, and that's the motion. I do appreciate it. Will there be a second? Second. Thank you. All those in favor of accepting the motion for the finding of fact, please signify by saying aye. 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 And those opposed, the same. The motion for the finding of fact has been accepted. Is there a motion for the uh, approval of the application?
I move uh, for the granting of a dimensional variance from chapter 50-7.2 to allow 586 off-street parking spaces where 510 spaces is the maximum permitted for the industrial use. It's an increase of 76 spaces. Thank you. Is there gonna be a second to this motion? Second. Thank you. Now we have a discussion period. Board members can express support or opposition to the application. Do any board members have any comments? Hearing none, Mr. Eldridge, could you provide us a roll call vote? We'll start with Mr. Lager. Yes. Carol. Yes. Vanden Hamburg. Yes. Turpening. Yes. Purdue. Yes. The application has been approved. Thank you. Mr. Lager, would you read the next and final application into the record? An application for a variance from provisions of the zoning ordinance has been filed with the Zoning Board of Appeals by the Oakland Financial, Financial Company, LLC, Kalamazoo Country Club, for 3919 and 3921 Oakland Drive, 1823 Hazel Avenue, and 3903 Ruthen Road in the Residential Single Dwelling District and Residential Multi-Dwelling District, RM15. The applicant is requesting the following. One, a dimensional variance from chapter 50-7.2 to allow 364 off-street parking spaces where 824 spaces are required for this use. This is a decrease of 460 off-street off spaces. And two, a dimensional variance from chapter 50-7.3 to allow 20 bicycle parking spaces where 240 bicycle parking spaces are required for this use. This is a decrease of 220 bicycle parking spaces. Thank you very much. Will the applicant please step to the podium? You can sign in and uh, provide us your name slowly. Okay, uh, good evening. Um, my name is Timothy Stewart. I'm with uh, engineering firm of Hurley and Stewart here representing the Kalamazoo Country Club. And I wanna just uh, introduce my team. We have a, a few people that are gonna speak here today on uh, these uh, the parking variance requests. Um, I have um, uh, from the uh, representing the Country Club, we have John Fulling and JJ Hen. And then we have uh, John Forrester and um, Josh Roseboom from Fishbeck, who are our parking consultants. So I've got just a small, or a short little presentation here that I'm gonna get started, just to kind of give you a little bit of a lay of the land here. Okay. 
So I wanted to first give you just a quick overview of the Kalamazoo Country Club project. We were in front of your board approximately um, six, eight months ago for a variance for um, the natural features protection. And um, uh, we are in the, we are now moving forward on the third phase of this project. Um, and so up on the screen right now, I'm showing uh, the, the Kalamazoo Country Club property has expanded. We have the, the golf course proper to the north that is in green. And then what we're talking about here today is the um, development of the property at 3921 Oakland Drive. And there's a couple other small parcels that are part of that, um, the former Lakeside School. Um, I'm gonna flip here. So this project entails um, constructing three different buildings. We have an 87,500 square foot clubhouse building. We have a uh, almost 21,000 square foot golf performance center and a uh, 34,700 square foot indoor tennis facility. You can see it from, from this um, overview that I'm presenting here. Um, we're also building an 11 hole executive course, so a, a short par three course on, on this property. And then we'll have on-site amenities such as pools, playground, um, and uh, utilizing the existing lakeside gym building. Um, we're also gonna have a parking structure that's immediately west of the golf clubhouse that really takes care of the vast majority of the parking needs of, of the development. Um, so I wanna in, uh, introduce John Forrester here from Fishbeck, who's gonna kind of give you a little bit uh, more detail on the parking calculations. Uh, good evening. Um, just to run quickly through the, the ordinance and, and the numbers required, and one of the things that made this a little tricky was there's a, there's a whole bunch of different uses in one spot here. And so we have eating and drinking establishments, we have some assembly space, uh, we have entertainment sports, both participant and spectator, and, uh, and then staff parking that are all included and have to be pulled in and considered uh, in the one building or the one site plan. Um, so just talking through these things a little bit, uh, you know, we have, we have uh, in the building bar, a lounge, some casual dining, some private dining areas, and then even the terraces outside are considered eating and drinking as, as people can come. One of the interesting things about this is it's not a, a, a restaurant that's open to the public where the goal is to bring in as many people, turn tables over and keep things moving. This is a members only club, so uh, there's a limited number of people there. There's also banquet rooms, uh, a library, a media room, different places for people to gather. Um, and then uh, the, the sports participants, the golf course, golf training and driving range, uh, pro shops for both racket sports and, and golf, uh, some pools and, and the, even a fitness club inside. Um, and then obviously with something this size, there will be staff there as well. So all those uses come together. And so we, we uh, took your code and, and looked at it. Um, and using the, the code as it's written and, and the fire occupancy limits, uh, we could fit 35, almost 3,600 people in there, which has a requirement of 824 spaces. Obviously, we're not gonna have 3,600 people out there ever uh, for any reason. Um, so we, we ran 
using your formulas, we ran it with the furnishings, the number of tables and chairs, and how many people would realistically be in a space, how many people could use uh, the gym, how many people might be on the golf course at a given time. And we did include uh, pretty big numbers for the pool and for, and for visitors to watch. There will be a rooftop viewing area. So we ran all that, and those numbers came out uh, uh, below 364, 348. So that's the numbers we have. Um, and then there's currently 10 bike spots, and uh, we're doubling that to 20. And just to, I think one of the biggest things about it is they've operated out here with 120 less spaces than we have now for, for decades. And, and John's gonna talk a little bit about uh, the changes, but uh, how, they, how they impact uh, from what's historically been done. Thank you, John. Good evening, I'm John Fulling. And uh, just so historically, uh, based on what we have, we currently have a 35,000 square foot clubhouse, again, pro shops, golf, uh, pool and racket sports now. And uh, so where the size of the buildings certainly is increased, um, what in reality, the, our market is our members and member families. And, and so we're going from the 475 and, and, and upwards to about maybe 600 total. Um, and so that's our market. And with that, uh, we've doubled the, the, the amount of parking that we have. Uh, and the staff will increase maybe 75 total, again, not all at one time on, on site. And a good portion of those are, uh, let's say, in the grounds department, which is in a completely different area, not parking anywhere uh, on, the, on this parcel. So uh, we really feel that, um, as John said, I mean, at no point could there really ever be that many people, there were 3,600 people. Um, uh, and, and we think that the, uh, the 360 and, and, uh, some that, or 40 some that are in there are way more than, than, than enough to cover everything that we have. And uh, the bike, the bicycle, uh, spots as well. Um, currently, we might have a couple of employees that ride their bikes to, to work. And outside of that, there's virtually never any bicycle traffic into the club. Uh, we want to put in uh, as many as we need to put in. But uh, you know, we're thinking uh, 20 would be great. I think they're, they're locating in the parking ramp underneath covered and, and there for uh, for people. And so, you know, I mean, if we have 20 spots, like I said, at any given time, 18 of them will be open. Uh, so, uh, you know, that that's, that's really it. Uh, it really comes down to a membership number and how many people will utilize the club uh, normally. So, thanks. Thanks, John. So, to just give uh, a summary and a comparison, because again, I, uh, as he said, I think the historical comparison is very important to better to, to understand how the new club um, will function in terms of its parking demand, both vehicular and bicycle. 
So here's a table that was in your packet um, that shows the comparison between the existing country club um, with its 242 parking spaces and the proposed club um, with a 50% increase to 364, and that's just for vehicles. Um, I think the important things to note here is that the membership is currently 475 members, is uh, projected to go to 625. That's a 32% increase over current numbers, and the staff um, will go from 175, and that, that's a peak staff, not, not at one time, but total staff, to approximately 250, which is a 43% increase. So our 50% increase in the number of spaces that we're providing um, covers that very, very adequately. And I'll just skip ahead real quick um, since we're running out of time. One thing to note here uh, that I think John touched on very briefly is there are occasions, uh, two, three at most times a year where they, they may need some overflow parking for say like uh, 4th of July. And um, the, the current club and in this um, scenario, Yeah, you can you can finish. You'll just have to speak loud. Keep it short. As many as 155 or more spaces. Is it active? Okay. So the current club has opportunities to add as many as 155 or more spaces based on how they manage their parking, either in the parking ramp or using some of the green space and, and auxiliary spaces that are out there. And there's a there's a document in your. Um, packet that shows that and that again is similar to how the club operates today So I think the, the points we're trying to make is as as Pete said We don't want to put a sea of asphalt out there the, the 800 um, Plus spaces that are required by ordinance really doesn't fit this facility um, and uh, we, we want to be um, sensitive to the environment um, we've done the club and the, um, the ownership has invested significantly in this development um, including a hydrogeo system. Um, All right, thank you. Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, I do have a question. Have the owners, engineers, developers, uh, is there a potential of a staged development of parking? Currently, we're at 475 members, and we want to grow to six something. Um, I'm sure nobody wants to spend money that's not necessary being a developer and the owner. Um, and I know developments go in stages sometimes. Has there been any talk of staging parking based on uh, future need? Not, not that I'm aware of. I think the one complication to that is the majority of our parking, I'd, I would say probably 89 probably 90% of it is in a parking structure that and, and that'll be constructed with the building um, So we do have a little bit of surface parking there around the existing gym that's going to remain But you really couldn't stage the the parking ramp Thank you. Are there questions from the board of the applicants? Thank you uh, Mr. Eldridge, could you provide this? staff comments yes and uh, I, I have been asked to also provide um, a little detail on you know the, the timeline for reviews and approvals of this project up to this point 
um, just to make sure that uh, you know our, our viewing audience understands. I, I appreciate the visuals being brought tonight. That that helps uh, so much. Um, you know, for folks to have a better understanding of what's going on, because obviously there's a lot of earth moving going on out there right now. But uh, but it was January of 2022, so January a year ago, when this project was first brought to the, the Natural Features Protection Review Board, and it was just presented. You know, they just gave an overview of the project, and then um, the uh, development team came back in, in February of last year with their initial development plan and got feedback from the Natural Features Protection Review Board and then returned in May of last year to the NFP board uh, with a revised development plan. At that point, the board um, approved a recommendation for the, uh, you know, for the slope and woodland variances uh, with, a, with a condition that 2.5 acres of native grasses be replanted and 4.5 acres of woodlands be replanted. And that recommendation then went to the Zoning Board of Appeals in June of last year. Um, the Zoning Board of Appeals approved uh, both the dimensional variance for the slope and slope setback uh, disturbance and a, uh, a variance to allow for 17.5% um, more woodland removal. Um, those variances were both approved with that same condition of 2.5 acres of native grasses being replanted and at least 4.5 acres of woodlands being replanted. So, you know, so, so that, that was the uh, initial step. And then in July of last year, the pre-application came in for the uh, site plan review for the earthwork. And so that's what you're seeing going on out there because some questions have been raised that you know the full site plan hasn't been approved yet there's all this work going on. So that's part of the reason I wanted to step back for a minute. Um, so we had the pre-application in July um, that then led to submittal of an actual site plan for the earthwork, a more detailed plan uh, with, with grading and information showing the protection of the the areas that were not to be disturbed and the trees that were to be saved, which, which means the fencing that has to go up around the trees and so forth. Um, so that uh, earthwork site plan was approved in September and then October, in October a soil erosion permit was issued um, to allow for that work to begin. Um, in November, the development team approached uh, our department um, again, as they went through the uh, final iterations of the actual facilities and realized that there was this imbalance with the, what, what's the required parking um, and what, uh, what, what parking needs they really had out there. And, uh, and then in December of last year is, was when the application came in that we're now talking about tonight. So I, I just wanted to uh, you know, provide a little background on that, um, and uh, you know, as well as you know, let let folks know that our, our staff you know does go out to the site uh, periodically to check on uh, you know the work being done and to make sure the the barriers are in place as they're supposed to be for soil erosion for tree protection, um, and another one of those inspections occurred today. 
So, um, so, so focusing more specifically on this um, parking request, um, you know, this, this is a unique use, and I don't want to repeat all of what uh, Tim Stewart uh, mentioned, but, um, you know, it, you know it, is a, it is a private club. Um, it is 85,000 square feet of, of facility space, and uh, our ordinance is, you know, designed to set a you know, required number of, of off-street parking spaces and allows for a minor overage, you know, if that's needed. Um, we, we don't typically run into a situation where less parking is desired. Um, we, we obviously have a par parking requirement for, you know, for, you know, for reasons uh, specifically so that it doesn't fall on the city to, to provide all the off-street parking. Um, so, you know, it, it, that would be a big burden on the, you know, on the, the city itself and the community if, if you know, if we had to have on-street parking everywhere and build parking ramps. So, you know, so there is a, you know, there is logic behind requiring off-street parking. Um, there's also logic in not overbuilding off-street parking, as I was talking about at the end of the last uh, application tonight. So, you know, but in this, in this situation, it is, it is very unique what is being built. Um, in fact, I would say it's more of a specialized use. Um, and, and therefore, uh, you know, looking at what their team has done to crunch the numbers and really demonstrate, you know, what the true parking need is, put together numbers comparing the existing facility with the proposed facility, and how the membership is anticipated to change, how the staff number is anticipated to change. Um, it's been very helpful. And, and of course, um, they did an exercise and there's a table in the board's packet that uh, goes through and shows, you know, the maximum uh, occupancy just based on the square footage and then, and then with furnishings in the building that was, as was mentioned, so that also, you know, gives a whole nother uh, vantage point of, of why the lower numbers, uh, lower number of off-street parking spaces can work. And, and on, the off, on the bicycle parking, um, you know, it's felt that, that 20 bicycle parking spaces um, will be adequate for this. You know, we haven't had any uh, issue in the past with the 10 spaces at the current facility uh, not being adequate. So, um, you know, so staff, you know, after reviewing this against the uh, criteria, you know, has found that it does meet the criteria for the granting of the variance for both the vehicular parking and the uh, bicycle parking spaces. Thank you. Thank you. Were those in favor, wanting to speak in favor of the application, please step to the podium. You'll have three minutes. If you'll sign in and speak your name slowly. Hi, my name is Rick Leonard. I own um three out of the eight properties directly across the street from this. 
I have been watching this unfold in front of me. I love the idea. I like the reduction plans. I'm hoping that maybe, I think they're being strategic to control their volume, which I think will help that stretch of Oakland Drive for the city of Kalamazoo. And I, I endorse it. I like the idea. I think it's great for the area in Kalamazoo. Thank you. Thank you. Are there, are there others that would like to speak in favor? Please step to the podium. All righty. Those speaking in opposition, don't all come at once, please. Step to the podium, thank you. You'll have three minutes. Could you speak your name slowly for us? I can, but my time's already started and I haven't even. I'll make sure you get your time. Thank you. Uh, my name is Janice Paul. I live at 1950 Stevens Avenue, right at the edge of the renovations for the golf course. Thank you. Uh, so I wrote a lot that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, did my microphone go? We, we just reset your time for you. Okay. Um, even based off of new information that I'm hearing now, I'm going to deviate a little bit from what I had to say. Um, and I'm going to speak faster than I normally would like to because there's a lot to go through. Uh, but I would like to uh, state a couple things right up front, one being based off of recent comments that there is indeed confusion on approval processes and times, which I think was showcased today between the statements made from the country club and then what was represented by the board. Um, as represented by MLive in a recent interview and publishing of an article in October, uh, site plans needed to be revisited and approved before we're to move on to these renovations. Now, I'm confused since we're now talking not only about the reduction of parking, which I think muddles the issue, because I don't believe that we've ever approved paving of the area in general. So it's a bit of a misnomer to try to figure out how to approach this situation. Um, coming to conclusions on this, there are several things that the community would like, several things that the community is concerned about. We don't, for a variety of different reasons, feel heard. Um, I was a bit mocked today by a city planner that didn't show up for meetings and said, ha ha, you're confused, meetings next week. She didn't wanna show up to the board meetings because previously her zoning approval hadn't been approved, so now she doesn't care about anybody else's. Um, we had revisited on concerns from process and statements made from the board over the course of last meetings, which I've encountered some of you before. I may be becoming familiar to you as well. Uh, and expressed those concerns, basically got a letter back stating didn't happen. So I've had to go back through all the meetings, the videos, download the videos, and mark all the timestamps where it did indeed happen. 
We have not gotten clear communication. Our concerns are not being represented. And although we appreciate as a community those benefits provided by the organization and members and individuals that represent the Kalamazoo Country Club, that does not provide them a blank check to do anything that they want to do. We've been told several times that since they own the property, they should be able to get to do whatever they want with it. Until that's true for all of the property owners in Kalamazoo, that should not be true for the country club as well. So I have recently started position just a couple days ago, and with little effort, we're upward to 200 signatures of people that in the local neighborhood are concerned about the progress being made. There's already been bulldozers traipsing up and down. Ms. Hall? Uh, I provided I provided the applicant uh, one extra minute that constitute ten percent of their time. I'll grant you ten percent of the extra time. That's eighteen seconds. In the feedback I've gotten, I won't read because I don't have time for all the feedback. But a lot of the key words that indicated were things such as ugly. Trying to find my notes. Caustic, greed, habitat. I'm going from memory. Um, there's a lot of concern by the community. It's not being addressed. There are several considerations that we would like, and we would like our considerations weighed at least with the same representation that the country club is, and that not being the default position. Thank you. Thank you. Additionally, those we can just speak in opposition are welcome at the podium. Are there no more people wishing to speak in favor or opposition in the audience? <laughs> my, my wife wouldn't like that. <laughs> Are you in opposition or favor, sir? We may be able to answer them. Uh, will, you, will you sign in, speak your name slowly? I hope they're not rhetorical questions. Merchant. Thank you. I live in at 1924 Autumn Crest Lane, which is a condominium development south of the property. Uh, just a question about parking in the sense that uh, I know that there was some discussion about if there's an event, they have 155 plus spaces available, either an existing green space or I I didn't quite catch exactly where all this additional parking was going to be. I guess I, I know that they have events such as golf tournaments, et cetera. Is, is that going to be adequate? And I guess that's my question is, can that be looked at? Is there any historical data associated with that? Because what would happen with that, that would push the parking onto the adjacent streets potentially. Um, so I, I asked that question and, and maybe that could be further answered. Okay, other questions? Thank you. Uh, 
If there's no other people wishing to speak in opposition, I will ask for public comments. Mr. Eldridge. The line is open. I've got no call-ins. Thank you. Um, could I ask the applicant to come to the podium? I have one question. I was a little uh, confused myself about the major event parking. Could you summarize that? Yes. I'll turn your, your mic is on, sorry. Thank you. That's, that's not how it works, I'm sorry. That's just not, I'm sorry. That's not how it works. Thank you, everybody. Um, is, is there gonna be a motion of the finding of fact? Mr. Chair, can I provide one level of clarification here on the, um, the just going through my notes here, excuse me. The answer is the, yes, the, take your special, time. Yeah, for, this was related to um, the, the approval process and um, how, you know, how those steps occurred. And, you know, it, you know that, that was the reason for me reading through the outline tonight to help make that clear um, as far as what we have dealt with up to this point and really the, the one thing I did not say was that the site plan review for the actual facilities, the buildings and so forth, it is the next step in the process, but that can't be started until all special approvals are gained if any are needed. And special approvals meaning, you know, if there's any sort of variances. So, you know, after this meeting tonight, we'll know if this project can actually start site plan review for the structures on the property. Okay. If that's clear enough. That, that, that was the part I wanted to add. Thank you. Thank you. Will there be a motion for the finding of fact? You're, that's not how it works, I'm sorry. You ha it works when you when you come to the podium when I offer. I mean, you saw how it was working. I asked them to come to the podium. I am the chair. 
It did matter when you had your opportunity. I don't understand this. Thank you. Is there going to be a motion on the finding of fact? I move that the finding of facts, 3919, 3921 Oakland Drive, 823 Hazel Avenue, and 3903 Ruthven Road shall include all information included in the notice of public hearing dated December 28th, 2022, and the agenda packet staff provided. 113 notices of public hearing were sent and one response was received, um, a letter in opposition from Janice Hall of 1950 Stevens Avenue. There were no call-ins at this time. Applicant Timi Timothy Stewart of Hurley and Stewart Engineering representing the Kalamazoo Country Club. J.J. Hen and John Foling along with Fishbeck Parketing Associates, John Forrester, shared the following. John Forrester had mentioned um, that the parking is a multi-use with um, special site parking considerate considerations. So for example, you've got people on the terrace, you have staff, you have people using the courts. Um, it's a multi-use parking site. With 348 spaces, that is more than enough. John Foling mentioned that Membership now is at about approximately 475, and they're looking um, to possibly increase that to 600. That's their membership market, 475 to 600. While the site may be able to hold um, 3,600 people, that's, that is not a possibility. That's never going to happen. Um, they currently have one to two bike spaces that are used on a regular basis. The board asked if there was the potential for a staged parking based on future need and the answer is no. Staff reviewed a timeline for the project. Rick Leinard, who owns three properties on Oakland Drive, directly across from the property and development, spoke in favor. In opposition, Janice Hall of 1950 Stevens Avenue shared some concerns, um, some conf confusion about the approval process wondering about the reduction of parking, the paving, was the paving approved? Shared that um, she felt unheard, that there was a lack of communication. Some of the things that she's hearing from the neighbors um, in Oakwood is that the land, you know, it's ugly, it's caustic, um, it just seems greedy. 
Bruce Merchant of 1924 Autumn Crest Lane had some questions about the parking, wondering if um, the events were going to be used for special events or golf tournaments. I was wondering if, you know, will there be enough parking? Um, applicant summarized the event parking, noting that um, in the 30 plus years, um, they have always been able to find parking on site near the driving range um, that they never um, utilize street parking or park outside of the property for special events. And I conclude. Thank you. Is there a second for the motion of a finding of fact? I'll second. Thank you very much. Now we have a discussion period. Oh, I apologize, we have to vote on that. All those in favor of approving the motion for the finding of fact, please signify by saying aye. Aye. And those opposed the same. The motion of the finding of fact has passed. Now we have a discussion period where board members can express support or opposition based on all the variance criteria. Uh, shall I make a motion on part one of the variance request? Thank you for keeping me honest. Uh, I make a motion for the granting of a dimensional variance from chapter 50-7.2 to allow 364 off-street parking spaces where 824 spaces are required for this use. This is a decrease of 460 off-street spaces. Thank you. Is there a second? Second. So we have two uh, variance requests in front of us. This is a discussion about the first one, which was just read into the record and seconded by motion. Is there a discussion about the first motion? So I'm gonna be in favor of the granting of this variance. Uh, I think it meets all the criteria. I think the staff report set that forth uh, very well, concisely. Uh, also, it seems to me that simply a lot of thought has been go gone into how much parking is actually needed. I mean, I think in every other instance when we've heard parking situations, it's people asking for more because they need more parking. Um, it's, I don't know, I think it's, I think it's good that we're reducing the minimum parking uh, and that the reason given was compelling. It's a special use with a limited universe that's the market, the actual members themselves. Uh, it was nice to have the follow-up question about events and how that would play out. And also uh, Pete's discussion about, you know, really the reason that we have these minimum uh, spots. Uh, I'm convinced that the thought has gone into this. So I, I'll be strongly in favor of reducing the amount of parking as requested. Thank you. Are there other comments? I did want to kind of speak to our interaction a little bit. Uh, I'm both against and in favor of this situation. I'm against the project personally. Uh, I, I think it's tone deaf to have a private club and expansion and you know golf's on the decline. So I think they're doing a good job by doing the racket sports, but. 
on a whole, I'm not in favor of it. But that's not why we're here tonight. The community asked us to come here and be impartial about the information and the situation that's in front of us tonight. The situation in front of us tonight is about parking. It's not about whether this is, Jeff likes this project or not. This is about one small piece of the puzzle. That's all we're asked to take care of here. We don't pass judgment on the project. And my personal opinion doesn't matter. We've been asked to address the parking. The site planning, the deer. I got more deer in my neighborhood than I can shake a stick at. But guess what? Somebody scraped the land that had woods on it where my house was, and they put up a house. So the same thing happened at my house is happening at this golf course. We're all guilty of what's going on. We've all ruined somebody's view. We've all ruined some animal's habitat. That's not what is at question tonight. What at question tonight and why I did not go against Robert's rules is that the community has asked us to do a tough job and asked to go down the middle based on the facts and I'm tasked with running a meeting according to rules. I'm sorry I couldn't accept your questions outside of those rules. I'll be in favor of granting this application, this specific application tonight. Ma'am, oh, you just keep digging. I don't understand it, thank you. All right, could I get a roll call vote on the motion? We'll start with Ms. Vanden Homburg. Yes. Turpening? Yes. Burdue? Yes. Logger? Yes. Carroll? Yes. The motion, the first motion as read into the record has been approved. Will there be a motion for the second request? Uh, I make a motion for the granting of a dimensional variance from chapter 50-7.3 to allow 20 bicycle parking spaces where bicycle parking spaces are, uh, I'm sorry, where, how many spaces did it say in the 240. Market? 240, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, where 240 bicycle parking spaces are required for this use. This is a decrease of 220 bicycle parking spaces. Thank you. Is there gonna be a second? Second. Will there be discussion on the additional 10 bike parking spaces? Hearing no additional discussion points, Mr. Eldridge, can I get a roll call void on vote on this motion? And again, this is the this is the second dimensional variance to allow the 20 bike parking spaces where 240 bike parking spaces are required for this use. Just wanted to clarify that for the record. I do appreciate it. Uh, we will start with uh, Mr. Logger. Yes. Mr. Turpening. Yes. Purdue. Yes. Brandon Homburg. Yes. Carol. Yes. The second motion is passed regarding the uh, reduction in bicycle parking. Thank you. Mr. Eldridge, 
Are there other agenda items to be addressed? There are no other agenda items to be addressed tonight. I do have one, if everybody has one moment. Uh, uh, Peter Eldridge and I have discussed my resignation from the board and will work towards replacing me in the coming months. I've appreciated the opportunity to serve my community, even when it was difficult. Uh, but I'll be resigning from the board as soon as we can find a, a suitable replacement. Anybody on the board have uh, anything that's not on the agenda? Very well. The meeting is adjourned at 8.18. Thank you for coming. Yeah.